I want us to jump straight into the Word of God. Let's read from Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, verse 10 and 11. I want us to read it together with fire. Are you on fire? Okay, let's go. The Lord your God will soon bring you into the land he swore to give you when he made a vow to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is a land with large, prosperous cities that you did not build. The houses will be richly stocked with goods you did not produce. You will draw water from cisterns you did not dig, and you will eat from vineyards and olive trees you did not plant. Hallelujah! That sounds like breakthrough to me. This year... 2023 is the year of breakthroughs. I want you to say, it's my year of breakthroughs. Hallelujah, it's our year of breakthroughs. How many would agree that what we have just read in the opening scriptures would constitute major breakthroughs? Prosperous cities you did not build. Can you imagine that being given to you? Houses richly stocked with goods you did not produce. That is breakthrough. Water from cisterns or wells you did not dig. That is serious breakthrough. Eating from vineyards and olive trees you did not plant. Breakthroughs. The children of Israel were set up by the Lord for breakthroughs. Now any one of these would be breakthrough enough. Just one would be breakthrough. But these were numerous breakthroughs. It was not just one breakthrough. It was breakthroughs, just as we have been told that this is a year of breakthroughs. Not just breakthrough, but breakthroughs. Many breakthroughs. Multiple breakthroughs in Jesus' name. Now, for the children of Israel to come to the fulfillment of this promise was not easy. It took a walk of faith. It was not a walk in the park. It took warfare. And today I want us to share, just from learning from the children of Israel, some lessons on the warfare of breakthrough. The warfare of breakthrough. Shout that like you're not scared of that word, warfare. The warfare... Of breakthrough. Now, I don't want to lose you. You are shouting with me when we talked about the breakthroughs. Now we are going to talk about the warfares that will bring you to the breakthroughs. Amen. It was not a walk in the park. It took some warfare. What does warfare mean? It's a military operation between enemies. Conflict between entities. Activities taken to weaken or destroy another. It is a struggle between competing entities to seek dominance. Now, one of the means of dominance is through oppression and subjugation. I want you to keep that in mind as we proceed. Oppression and subjugation. Now, what do the scriptures say about the kind of warfare we are in? so that we make it clear what kind of warfare we're talking about. And we see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5, which says, For though we walk in the flesh, 
we are not waging war according to the flesh. So we're not fighting people. But our weapons, the weapons of our warfare, are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Everybody says strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. We have weapons of warfare which are mighty because we are in a war. And we have an enemy who is seeking to take us out. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 says, Stay alert, watch out. For your enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. He is prowling around, looking for someone to devour. But we have to stay alert. Watch out for your enemy. Don't go to sleep. Stay alert. We are in a war. Jesus himself put it this way. Our enemy, the thief, comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. This is serious business. So let's look at the children of Israel and see the warfare they had to go through to come to their breakthrough. In our opening scriptures in Deuteronomy, Moses is speaking to the children of Israel, the nation of Israel. Now we know from the word of God, as we have read, that Jacob and his family went down into Egypt, 70 persons. At the invitation of Joseph, his son, and Pharaoh the king. And it is in Egypt that Israel became a multitude. When they were in Egypt, they became a nation. We, however, have a problem. They were slaves. There is this promise that they have of breakthrough, but they are slaves. Now, in the natural, a bunch of slaves are not about to occupy cities and houses they did not build and eat from vineyards they did not plant. If anything, they were the ones who are building cities for Pharaoh. And this brings us to the first lesson we learn. The breakthroughs that God has for you are not dependent on your current circumstances. The breakthroughs that God has for you are not dependent on your current circumstances. They had a promise of breakthrough, but they were slaves. They were the ones building cities for other people by force and not by choice. But the promise still stood. So don't look at your current and even possibly overwhelming circumstances and think, that's a nice idea but it could never happen to me. So don't disqualify yourself from the breakthroughs the Lord wants to bring to you because of where you are today. Don't disqualify yourself from the breakthroughs the Lord has and wants to bring to you because of where you are today. Like the Word of God says, call those things that are not as though they are and say to yourself, I may be the tail today, but one day I will be the head. I may be beneath today, but one day I will be above. 
I may be in debt today, but one day I will be the lender. I may be a tenant today, but one day I may be a tenant today, but Come on, are you believing God for breakthroughs? I may be going through a real difficult test today, but one day I will have a testimony of God's breakthrough. Don't disqualify yourself because of what you are going through today. What is your current limitation? What challenges are you facing? Don't let them hinder you from believing and trusting God for your breakthrough. Now Moses had to Number one, convince the elders of the people of their breakthrough. Remember, these were slaves. But Moses has been sent to them to tell them that God has heard their prayer. But he first had to go, before he went to see Pharaoh, he had to go and talk to the elders of the people. And we see this in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 16 to 18. And it says, this is the Lord speaking to Moses and telling him, Now go and call the elders of Israel. Tell them, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to me. He told me, I have been watching closely and I see how the Egyptians are treating you. I have promised to rescue you from your oppression in Egypt and I will lead you into a land flowing with milk and honey the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, and all those ites. Verse 18, the elders of Israel will accept your message. You need to accept the message. Then you and the elders must go to the king of Egypt and tell him, the Lord, the God of heavens, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. So please let us go. Let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. They first had to win the warfare within themselves and in their minds, these are slaves who are under oppression. The first battle they had to win, the first warfare they had to win was the warfare within themselves and in their minds. We have to pull down strongholds and destroy them. In our minds, the arguments and the reasonings that would seek to cause us to disqualify ourselves from the breakthroughs the Lord has for us. Remember, we are pulling down strongholds. You're pulling them down in Jesus' name. The next area of warfare they faced was when they went to see Pharaoh himself. Now, Pharaoh was not about to let them go. They were his labor force. So he tried to hold on to them. And we know the story. There were the ten plagues that the Lord sent. Now, for the first four plagues, Pharaoh remained hard-hearted. Stubborn and would not budge. But after the fourth plague, the plague of the flies, when his magician said, now this is the finger of God. Though still as stubborn as ever, he tried to negotiate with Moses. Pharaoh sought to offer Moses compromise offers. If you read, you will see that Moses, when he appeared before Pharaoh, Pharaoh tried to offer him compromise offers. 
But Moses would not budge. Moses held strong to what the Lord had commanded him. And mind you, as all this is happening in the palace of Pharaoh, things are getting worse for the Israelites. Kwa ground, quite different now. Things are thick, things are bad. And Exodus chapter 5 and verse 23, Moses cries out to the Lord and says, Ever since I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman, he has been even more brutal to your people, and you have done nothing to rescue them. Even when things seem to be getting worse, hold your ground. Don't compromise with the enemy. Hold your ground. We see from the scripture how Pharaoh tried to negotiate with Moses. But Moses knew what the promise of God was and did not give in. In Exodus chapter 8 and verse 25, we see Moses getting an offer from Pharaoh. And Pharaoh tells him, just sacrifice here. Just sacrifice here. Why do you need to go away? Just do it here. And in Exodus chapter 10 and verse 11, he says, okay, let the men go. The men can go. But Moses says, no, we have to go all of us. And then in Exodus chapter 10 and verse 24, he says, this is Pharaoh says and telling Moses, go but leave your little ones and your livestock. But Moses says, no. We have to go, all of us. Our livestock must go. And I love what he says in verse 26. All our livestock must go with us. Not even a hoof is to be left behind in Egypt. Everybody say, not even a hoof is to be left behind in Egypt. Despite the hardship, do not compromise with the enemy. That is our second point. Despite the hardship, do not compromise with the enemy. Not a hoof is to be left behind. Not a hoof is to be left behind. Some time back, my wife and I went to visit some friends of ours who we hadn't seen in a while. And in talking to them, we realized that the husband had been pushed out of his job, laid off in circumstances that were not fair or right. So we prayed with them, and I shared these scriptures. Not a hoof, because they were threatening not to give him his benefits. They had terminated his contract uh, not in a proper way, and they were threatening not to give him his benefits. And so we prayed, and I told him, not a hoof will be left in Egypt. A few weeks ago, I texted him to find out how it went. And his text was, not a hoof was left behind in Egypt. Breakthroughs. Hallelujah. Do not compromise with the enemy for what God has given you. From the scriptures we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 that we are waging war against those things that would oppose the knowledge of God. Moses knew what the Lord had told him and he would not compromise from it. He stuck with it. Do you know what the Lord has promised you? Do you know what it is? Don't compromise. Don't move away from it. Hallelujah. 
Let's fast forward now. When the children of Israel left Egypt, after Pharaoh finally let them go, and we know the story, they crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. They spent 40 years in the wilderness, and then they crossed the Jordan River on dry ground and are now in the promised land. Moses has left the scene and it is now Joshua leading. They are now in the land of promise. Remember what the Lord had said from what we read at the beginning. Prosperous cities you did not, houses richly stocked with goods that you did not produce, water from cisterns and wells you did not dig, eating from vineyards and olive trees you did not plant. Now, these houses were not empty, waiting for them to come and occupy. They were not just there waiting for them to move in. There were people living in them. They were occupied. Now, those people didn't just move out and say, oh, you guys have come, okay. Sawa, to Chukwen, just take. No. These houses and lands were not empty. The inhabitants of the land don't, did not want to hand them over the cities. They didn't want to hand over the houses. They didn't want to hand over the lands. They had to fight for them. There is warfare involved in obtaining your breakthrough. Although God had promised them the cities, although God had promised them the houses, although God had promised them all these things, they still had to go out and fight, and engage in warfare, which they did, and they won the warfare. However, after winning a few battles, they became complacent and stopped conquering. Remember, we are talking about breakthroughs, not breakthrough. Breakthroughs. Now, the children of Israel, they managed to get a few breakthroughs. But not all the breakthroughs that the Lord had in store for them. For we read in Joshua chapter 13 and verse 1, which says, When Joshua was an old man, the Lord said to him, You are growing old, and much land remains to be conquered. Much land remains to be conquered. And then the Lord went ahead and tabulated the different lands that were yet to be conquered. Now, by the time this is happening, from the time they entered into the promised land, this is about 40 to 50 years later, yet they have still not conquered the land as they were supposed to. Sometimes we can become content with life the way it is. And we are not really motivated to move towards or be interested in the breakthroughs because of the warfare involved. We don't want to fight, so we sit still. Yet God has promised us all these things. The Lord had promised the children of Israel these lands. We look at the battle ahead and decide, it's not a must. It's your must. I can live the way I am. I can live without it. Yet it is something God has promised you. God was not pleased with the children of Israel because they did not go and conquer. They became content. They became complacent. 
And we see this and we read about it in the first chapter of the book of Judges. We read of different tribes and the peoples whom they did not drive out from their allotted portions of land. They ended up allowing the people who they were to drive out, those who they were to conquer, to live amongst them. These people whom they should have conquered through warfare became a snare and a thorn in their flesh. How about us? What breakthroughs could we see, could we attain to, if only we were willing to wage the warfare needed? You know, if you trusted the Lord and worked hard, you could improve on your grades in school. But will you put in the effort and wage the warfare? If you put in the work to pray and fast, you could see your marriage salvaged. But will you put in the work? Will you wage the warfare? And it's not a warfare against your spouse. It's warfare against the enemy of your soul. If you choose to trust the Lord and not give in and give up and engage in warfare, you could see your business turned around despite the economic downturn. Your business does not have to go the way of everybody else's. But will you put in the warfare? Instead of complaining about the economy, pray. If you pray, walk to your neighborhood, claiming those grounds where your feet are walking. Perhaps those annoying bars would be shut down. Warfare. What are you going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? There is so much more for us to conquer. We have learned to live with barely enough and do not want the warfare involved in coming to that place of more than enough. That place of abundance. That abundant life that Jesus came to give us. We are okay. See or must. Let us not excuse anything. For the children of Israel who had been slaves for over 400 years, just being free from slavery was breakthrough enough. But God wanted to do so much more for them. So much more for them. What breakthroughs await us if only we would be willing to wage the warfare needed? We need to engage the enemy and fight for that which the Lord has promised us. Remember, number one, we said breakthroughs, the breakthroughs God has for us are not dependent on our current circumstances. Second thing we said is despite the hardship, we are not to compromise with the enemy. And the third thing is that don't shy away from the fight. Wage warfare for your breakthroughs. Don't shy away from the fight. Wage warfare for your breakthroughs. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 says, Now to him who by and in consequence of the action of his power that is at work in us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far above and beyond all that we may think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. The breakthroughs the Lord has for us are beyond our wildest dreams. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, I has not seen, our ears have not heard the things that the Lord has prepared for those who love Him. 
Let us not be like the children of Israel who left lands unconquered, but let us wage warfare and have that tenacity to hold on to the promise of God and not let go. May we resolve, may we have that resolve that not an inch of the land God has promised us will be left unconquered. Not an inch will be left unconquered. Remember from the scriptures in Corinthians, we said that everything must be brought to obedience to Christ. We must walk in obedience to what the Lord has said. And he has said this is the year of breakthroughs. Hallelujah. Maybe you had decided to believe God and you stepped out in faith, trusting him for the impossible, trusting him for your breakthrough, and then all hell broke loose. Warfare like you've never seen before. And now you're afraid. You're holding back. Don't give up. Keep on trusting. Keep on holding your ground. Keep on waging a good warfare. Your breakthrough is coming. This is the year of breakthroughs. And there is warfare involved in attaining your breakthroughs. We must not allow our current circumstances to hold us back. We must not negotiate or compromise with the enemy. We cannot afford to shy away from the warfare of breakthrough. My wife and I say to each other very constantly, all the time, as we are talking, not a hoof left behind and not an inch left unconquered. Will you say the same today? Say it with me, not a hoof left behind, not an inch left unconquered, not a hoof left behind, and not an inch left unconquered. We are going for our breakthroughs. Amen. I want to read from Psalms 18, 29, and I'm reading and just listen. For by you, I can run against a troop. And my God, I can leap over a wall. This God, this God that we serve, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in Him. For who is God but the Lord? Who is the rock except our God? The God who equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me a shield of your salvation. Your right hand supported me. Your gentleness made me great. You gave me a white place for my steps under me, and my feet did not slip. I pursued my enemies and overtook them, and did not turn back till they were consumed. I thrust them through, so they were not able to rise. They fell under my feet. For you equipped me with strength for battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. You made my enemies turn but their backs to me. And those who hated me, I destroyed. That is the promise of the Lord for us. Hallelujah.
Father, in the name of Jesus, you know where you are. Maybe your circumstances have made you think this is not for me. It is for you. Let God have his way in your life. Or you could be the one who the hardships you have faced are bringing the temptation to compromise from what you know is your real breakthrough. Or you could be here and you have looked at the fight involved and you have said, I'm okay the way I am. But you're not okay the way you are because you're in disobedience. God is calling you and I to wage the warfare needed for breakthrough. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Lord, we ask you in the name of the Lord. Lord God, we are not looking at our circumstances, but we are looking at you. We are looking to you who is the God of the breakthroughs. Lord, we look to you that despite our hardships, Lord, you're giving us the wherewithal to stand strong and not to compromise with the enemy. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, when we see warfare, we're not shying away from it. But, Lord, we are advancing toward it, my Father, and we are taking everything that you have for us. Lord, we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Have a wonderful, blessed week. And remember, not a hoof left behind and not an inch left unconquered in Jesus' name.